The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. This is Galen McDowell. I'm the executive minister and senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. Today I have a really special show because this show is about one of my spiritual mothers, one of the people who helped train me and train thousands of people in New Thought Metaphysics, an absolute giant. So today the show is about the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin, otherwise known as the Bible-toting metaphysician. She was the founder of the Universal Truth Center in Miami Gardens, uh, Florida, and she was the chosen successor to run or be the president of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Uh, uh, She was chosen by Johnny Coleman, who was the founder. So today I have on the show some very special people, uh, family to me, who will discuss and share their insights and stories about Dr. Tumpkin. First of all, we have on the show her son, Joe Tumpkin. How are you doing there, Joe? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. I also have on the call uh, the Reverend Alberta Ware, uh, Christ Universal Temple Staff Minister. How are you doing there, Reverend Ware? I'm great. I'm great. Beautiful, beautiful. We also have on the call the provost of the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary, the Reverend Dr. Anna Price. How are you doing there, Dr. Price? I'm very well. Thank you, Reverend Gaylor. Thank you, thank you. And we also have the Senior Minister of Understanding Principles Church for Better Living in Los Angeles, the Reverend Sherry James. How are you doing there, Reverend James? I am well, very well. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So again, we're here to talk about the legacy and impact of Dr. Tumpkin. And obviously, it's only right to start with uh, her son, uh, Joe Tumpkin. Joe, when you have an opportunity now to reflect on your mother's ministry and impact, what stands out to you now? Um, 
I think three things stand out to me. Um, her persistence, her perseverance, and um, how important education and studying for self-growth was. Okay, beautiful. Meaning beautiful. Can that, you talk a little... Go ahead, excuse me. Go ahead. Meaning that, you know, you could... One thing that she, she never took for an answer from anybody was no. Um, you know, in whatever obstacle or challenge that came in front of her, she always found a solution for it. It might not have been what most people would think as a solution, but she would find a way to get things done. She never, um, and she always believed that as long as you can um, educate and and you're working on something, you're studying, you're trying to use every day to become a better, uh, make yourself better, then your influence to others as a teacher um, helped other people. But first, before you could help anybody else, you had to understand and help yourself and practice the things that, that you talked about. And, and you know, as, as a teacher, she would practice what she was teaching. You know, um, and I can think of, you know, go back and I reflect on it, I think of things um, as I was growing up from, you know, as as a six-year-old child to as an adult past 40, you know, and watched her, how she um, she worked the principles and used, practiced those principles every, every day and then in her own life and before she even brought it out to, to her students or to her congregation or in any in, in any that even in a in a normal conversation she would try to um, make sure that she was you know helping others become better people. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Reverend Ware, you were a part of the team that Reverend Coleman sent down to help start uh, the Universal Truth Center. Can you talk about the vision of Reverend Tumpkin in those early days, what she was seeking to establish? Um, well, first I have to start with the, with the fact that uh, when Reverend Coleman um, sent uh, me and Reverend Terry to, to Miami, uh, uh, Les Brown had already started the group. And Les Brown determined that he could not do that. Plus, he was involved politically, and the politics are not part of our of the USBL um, uh, program. So we went down, and uh, as we were doing it, there were certain things that were already in place. Uh, Helen uh, set up the board. And uh, Les had uh, hospitality people and those things, ushers, already in place, and we were in a location. But then as we started with Mary, we started to look for permanent locations that was that would handle the the, uh, the congregation. And uh, he sought to maintain the order that Reverend Coleman always instilled in us everything in divine order. And I went with her as we um, looked for places, looked for furniture. Um, she did the bulletins, and we went to the printer and got things printed, picked them up. And um, it was, it was an, her idea was to maintain the, um, the standards 
that Reverend Coleman has set. Okay. All right. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. So, Dr. Price, you yeah. are given the assignment to be the provost of the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary, which is a mm -hmm. role you're still in today. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. What was her vision? What, what, what was she seeking to accomplish by the Universal Foundation for Better Living starting its own seminary? Well, you, uh, Mary was a visionary. Um, the relationship that I had with Mary was a very interesting one. Uh, scripture says, iron sharpens iron. So we made each other better, meaning that she recognized, uh, some people don't realize this, but the building of the Universal Truth Center for Better Living uh, was initiated uh, in a phone call that I had with Mary Tumpkin one evening. I used to talk to Mary every night. And I said to her, we don't, we're not doing all that we need to do in the community. And she said to me, um, okay, uh, if we build, will you chair the building committee? That's been our relationship. To catch Mary's vision of actually building a church. So when it came time to build uh, uh, the consciousness for a seminary to take the education to the next step, uh, Mary, as I said, she cast the vision, and I caught it. Uh, she recognized that I had certain uh, skill sets, I had certain experiences, um, and she felt that that was required uh, to go to the next level. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Uh, that was Mary Tumpkin. Uh, I recall when she asked me once, uh, she said, uh, will you go to New York? And somebody said yes. But I was always there. I, I, but Joe is right. I couldn't tell Mary no. <laughs> uh, because there was, she saw, had a gift of seeing what was in people that they didn't even know was there. Uh, and I caught her vision after being unchurched for over 30 years. And now I'm the provost of the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary, and I still keep asking myself, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all been Welcome there. We've the definitely club. all been there. <laughs> That's pretty good. So, uh, uh, Reverend James, you worked with her um, in helping develop some aspects of the seminary, but you also came, like me, under her as the president of UFBL for, our, for your ministerial training. What was it like learning and sitting, quote-unquote, at the feet of this new thought metaphysical master teacher? Sure. Thank you for that question, and thank you for having me here today. Uh, my experience with Reverend Mary was just, I was blown away by her. Uh, first exposure to her was summer 1998 at Panorama of Truth in Chicago, Illinois. And I had come to to Panorama of Truth, I'd come to hear Reverend Johnny, I knew nothing of Reverend Mary, and uh, and it was a fluke from my perspective. I didn't realize that Reverend Coleman wasn't doing this sermon for the Sunday service, it would be Reverend Mary. And I grumbled and was disappointed and like, oh, okay, I, I don't know who this is, I wanted to hear Reverend Johnny, and she's addressing my sorority down the road. And Reverend Mary opened her mouth, and I had 
really feel like my life has never been the same. And so from that point on, wherever she was, I would show up. Um, so if she was teaching in San Francisco, there I was in San Francisco. If she had something going in Miami, there I was in Miami. And uh, and so I just really just kind of kept putting myself in her space. But one of the best experiences I had was uh, being invited to be a part of the education subcommittee, which was the kind of foundational group to do the work to establish the uh, Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary to think out uh, the things that, that we wanted to accomplish. Uh, and so really, I felt like I was more a fly on the wall. I got to sit with these luminaries guided by Mary, talking about what it is that we want to accomplish, uh, researching uh, other graduate programs, making contact with people like Karen King and Karen Torgerson and those graduate students from Harvard to um, to begin that work. Um, and so my experience with her is that she was just relentless and she had this unshakable standard of excellence and and that she really lived by example. And those three things really stayed with me emotionally and really guide how I manage my ministry today. Beautiful, beautiful. So my next question is for all four of you. I'll go in the same order and start with Joe. I want to talk about Mary Tumpkin and the Bible. How did Mary Tumpkin's passion and powerful ability to interpret the Bible metaphysically and practically impact you? Uh, Joe, we'll start with you, please. Sure. Um, you know, I guess as you asked that question, I'm thinking about how to answer it. And you know, I, I, I look at it from, you know, she she never knew, you never really know your audience. And one of the things that she had the capability to do was to speak to people at whatever level of consciousness they were. And she wanted it to be in a, perf- in a perfection moment. So, like, I remember growing up and waking up at 1130 at night on a, uh, uh, on a Saturday night and going to the restroom and there she is practicing how she was going to have her sermon that next for Sunday and go through it in detail in her head. So it became second nature to her. So it was every, you know, uh, every scripture that she was going to born, how she was going to explain it and how she was going to take that scripture and make it for a, 10-year-old to understand as long and for a 10-year-old with with an elementary education to somebody with a doctorate education in the same sermon and where everybody walked out of that that Sunday service with with something that uplifted them for that day or for that week. And that was the amazing thing that I saw how she transformed that Bible to a to, to being able to use it in a practical practical way every day. Beautiful, beautiful. Reverend Ware, same question. How did Reverend Tompkins' uh, ability and passion to teach the Bible impact you? Well, um, not so much her teaching it, but her knowledge of it. We could say that she was a walking Bible. Because you could say, Mary, where is such and such? Or you could give her part of a scripture, and she would tell you where to find it. Or you could ask her about a scripture, and she could tell you where to find it. It was amazing to me, and I understood that when she first started, uh, prior coming to to USDL, that um, um, 
her, her in the in the in the organization that she was involved with, the Bible was their textbook. And so it just stood the reason that Mary and with her mind and her, her acumen and her brilliance that she she knew the whole Bible. Yes. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Uh Reverend Price, same question. Well, I have to um disclose that when I met Mary Tumpkin, I knew nothing about the Bible. Nothing. I was raised in the Episcopal Church and very rarely went there. Uh, and that Bible was not used. What her teaching did, and, and I'm pretty much a left brain person, um, if you can't put it in a formula, it doesn't make sense to me. Mary Tumpkin made spiritual principles in the Bible so practical and so logical that I was captivated, and she sent me back to get a master's degree in religious studies at the University of Miami. Um, I have the equivalent of 30 credits, but her passion for it sent me back. Now, Bible has become a passion for me. Uh, So she's one that was a true teacher, uh, truly educated, which means that she drew out of me and draws, she drew out of people what was already there. And that's foundational spiritual principles that are all in the Bible. I don't care what uh, motivational book you read, the spiritual principles come out of the Bible. And I can put it in a formula. If you put these things together, then this this is what comes out of it. So it was absolutely, uh, the, the Bible came alive in me, which is what she wanted. If you ever saw Mary, I, I remember being on platform watching her do a Bible exegesis. <clears throat> and I'm looking in her eyes and she was totally somewhere else. That was truly Holy Spirit speaking through her. So that's what that's what the Bible she made the, the Bible come alive in me as she has done for many. Beautiful, beautiful. Reverend James, same question. Yes, I would have to ditto everything that everyone said. Um, One of the things that that I believe in is what she taught us is that leadership is influence. And I certainly was not on a Bible path when I um, uh, got involved in in church and and in New Thought. And uh, and my focus on the Bible is directly attributed to Reverend Mary and her influence on me. I didn't even know I loved the Bible. I didn't even know the Bible was something to love. Uh, and and certainly something that a thinking person could fall in love with and and build their life around. Um, There were two other things that she really influenced me with in terms of the Bible is that we have to write, and she kept talking about, you know, that we we cannot treat uh, the Fillmore's interpretation as if it is the final revelation, that we must get in there and we must do the work ourselves. And in in a very, very small way, not in any way, I think, that measures against the way that she showed up, but it is something that I've definitely reached for, is not to treat Fillmore's revelation as the final revelation, but to continue to reach for what the Spirit wants to say through me and through the people that are coming uh, behind me. 
And then I think one of the things that is is key that I was really just visionary is to make our organization, the Universal Foundation, a Bible-based organization, that all of our new thought traditions come out of a Bible and they're influenced by a Bible, but because the Bible is not the ultimate authority, uh, the Holy Spirit is, uh, it has free other organizations to move away from the Bible as their primary text. And so the, her decision uh, really positioned us as, a, as an organization, and we have something that is unique among metaphysical organizations, which is that we are Bible-based. Um, it is what honestly makes us different, and her contribution, I think, years from now as we look back, uh, will be that we were the people that kept the art and science of metaphysical Bible interpretation alive. Beautiful, beautiful. I will ditto everything that you all said. I just wanted to just briefly share something really quickly. I can remember being at Christ Universal Temple and hearing Reverend Tufkin speak for the first time. I can remember being a new member and the membership, people that sat around me in the balcony uh, where I used to sit dead center in the balcony of Christ Universal Temple telling me, don't miss next week. Make sure you're here. I worked in retail and grocery, and sometimes my schedule would interfere with church. And the people were telling me, you can't miss next week. You have to hear her. And I was literally blown away at her skill set and her ability to preach. Uh, I would say that, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this later with some of you all. I also think she brought the preaching in its full force into new thought to where we don't have to say we lecture or give talks or whatever. We can preach and we can preach powerfully. And I think that that's a part of the voice that UFBL has now. When people, when I show up at other new thought churches or conferences or et cetera, they always say, we always know who the UFBL people are because you all preach. And I think that that, is directly attributed to Reverend Tumpkin raising the game when it came to preaching, as well as her raising the game. And this is not talking against anybody else who did anything else, because obviously Reverend Coleman was an exceptional preacher. Reverend Tumpkin brought the techniques to the table, and she brought scholars, Marcus Borg, Jesus Seminar, John, Bishop John Shelby Spong, and many others to the table to help our knowledge base. And I think it's really important because I can remember seeing Bishop John Shelby Spong at Panorama of Truth 2000, year 2000, and I bought his book, Liberating the Gospels. And I can remember saying to Reverend Wells, we weren't ministers at the time, I said, look, I bought this book, and I started reading it at POT because I was so impressed with his presentation that I said, would you buy this book so we can talk about it together? It was, and then less than a half, maybe six months later, she convinces Reverend Coleman to bring Bishop Spong in to CUT and then do two days of teaching with the ministers and teachers. That's what type of influence she was. She got Reverend Coleman, who was get right to the metaphysics, to bring a biblical scholar in just to teach our people. She, her impact when it came to knowledge was just amazing. So, um, Joe, because I, I because we have about four four minutes before the break, so I want to ask you this uh, question because I think this is really a powerful question. Um, 
Reverend Tumpkin was legendary about te uh, teaching independence. Being her son, how did her teaching independence and standing on God impact you? Um, I can think of, I think the first thing was, um, if, if you know her, if you, if you know her, she was a traditionalist in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, and I remember uh, uh, as a teenager, a young teenager going into junior high, and I wanted to pierce my ear. And I remember I, I asked my dad, my dad was like, okay, you know, and he said, do what you want to do. That's what, you know. And I went and asked my mom, and she, I remember her looking at me with, with those eyes. She pulled her glasses down, looked at me, and, and like, and I was like, well, you teach us to be our own individual person. And this is going to make me, I, I want to be my own individual person. So when I came back with her with the principal, she was like, okay, and did it. And you, she goes, you can go do it, but you got to go figure out how to do it by yourself. So as I grew and as I, as I became older, went to college and started my own career and all those things, it gave me a foundation to understand where principles lie and that your only source was God. So no matter what you did and how you went about it, you just had to sit still and whatever challenge that you were hit, that you were going through with our teaching is you just have to sit still and be quiet and it will come to you. Don't force it. Still move and learn. But don't force it. It will come to where you are. And as yeah. long as you can do that, then that, that a path will be made for it. And that was really that was really what what she was trying to say is that you know as long as you keep as long as you keep moving forward and keep doing the things that you're supposed to do in the right way, you keep learning, you keep opening yourself up for for different things, and and you never know where you never know where it's going to come from. It can come from. You know, it can come from listening to something on TV, something that you read, something that you hear, something that you go, just like you said, something that you heard somebody speak at POT in 2000. It doesn't matter. As long as you are open to and receptive to, to knowledge, knowledge is power, and you're going to grow from it. And that's really that, that's the basis of it. And then understand your work ethic because you have to work to be successful, you know, and that's the biggest thing. You You, you have to figure out a way to work, whether that's studying, no, no matter what. You have, to, you have to be able to exercise the mind, the soul, and the body. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We're really close to our first break, so I do want to let people know who are listening who might not be aware of her marvelous ministry that you can get the archived lessons at Universal Truth Center. Um, I'm just going to... Dr. Price, could you give the the number? I don't want to say the number wrong live on on podcast and it exists forever, so they can hey, call can the bookstore. The phone number or the website? Uh, website and the bookstore, so they can f get Reverend Tumpkin's material for themselves. Okay, the uh, website is www.youtubecenter.org. The telephone number is three zero five six two four four nine nine one www.youtubecenter.org 305-624-4991 Thank you. We'll be right back with Truth Transforms. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Again, this is your host, uh, Galen McDowell, and I want to make sure that you have a way to contact and stay in tune with what's going on at Christ Universal Temple. You can go to our website, which is www.cutemple.org, C-U, the word temple, dot org. You can watch our live stream at 10.30 a.m. Central Time on the website, or you can watch it via our YouTube page, which is also CU Temple. We would love for you to get in contact with us and uh, have an opportunity, especially in these um, opportunistic times. People are having an experience around the world of what's going on. And it was people like Reverend Coleman and Reverend Tumpkin, leaders who were visionaries, who would help us see through challenging times so we can go mm-hmm. forward and live these principles in the face of what the world is saying is happening and mm-hmm. not denying the world but acknowledging the truth or knowing the truth while you face the facts so we want to make sure that you have an opportunity to connect with us we also want to make sure that you connect with the larger umbrella organization which is ufbl.org if you want more information about our churches about our ministries and what we do uh and also the johnny coleman theological seminary is that i want to make sure that, that website is accurate uh reverend uh price could you give that seminary address please website address www.jctseminary.org www.jctseminary.org yes which includes not uh which includes a lot of different type of classes and we'll talk about that a little bit later dr price so people can get a full idea of the vision of the seminary uh we have a caller online and i want to bring her in really quickly um susan Susan, are you there? I am. Hi, Susan. Where are you calling from? Um, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Oh, beautiful. Hello, hello, Susan. Is this the Susan I know from the center up in, in, in Wisconsin? This would be Reverend Susan, yes. Hey there. How you doing there? Do you have a question? Well, I, yeah, when I first called in, I thought, where can I uh, get to listen to uh, one of Dr. Tompkins' uh, talks? Because, you know, I I never really had a chance to uh, to listen to her, so I, I'd love to be able to hear her. Well, well, um, I believe, and Dr. Price, you can jump in here. Besides, obviously, getting her sermons from the Universal Truth Center, many of them are packaged and series. So you can get the benefit of the whole thought out process. But I believe we have a video of her teaching what is new thought on the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary's website. Is that still accurate, Dr. Price? Absolutely. Absolutely. There is, which is absolutely phenomenal. You also can find those snippets on YouTube. You can find snippets on YouTube. But there is uh, an entire lesson on what is new thought on the seminary website. Yes. Uh, I would oh, definitely recommend I, it. I uh, actually, I, wait, excuse me. now that I'm, I'm thinking about it, 
um, there was a gathering, uh, oh, in Chicago, south side of Chicago. I actually attended. It was actually in a building that used to be like a union uh, hall. Does anyone remember that? Because they were giving a like a snippet of of a convention that was to be coming up, and I pretty sure was there. Uh, I I don't Dr. remember that. Dr. Joe that is, Church. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe all, everybody on this call outside of uh, Reverend Sherry James knew Reverend Tumkin well before I did. So I don't know about that, but I do know this. If you had an opportunity to send her to her teachings, you were definitely blessed. So again, if you want to hear her and anybody wants to hear her directly and quickly, you can go to the Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary's website and listen to her class. It's a whole class on what is new thought. If people really want to get an idea about who we are and what we teach, I haven't run across anything that's better than that video. So give yourself the opportunity of that blessing. And let me just give a recommendation of a series. If you want, if you're calling down to, uh, to get some of Reverend Tumpkin's work, I love her series. I actually keep it in my truck and I still play it on CD is her, what we believe series, which she took our nine statements of faith in the universal foundation for better living and actually taught them point by point for me. As a UFBL minister, it is something that I listen to consistently because, again, as Dr. Price stated earlier, iron sharpens iron. And those lessons, those analogies, those scriptures that she put with those lessons helps me as a UFBL minister better present what we espouse. So uh, thank you, mm-hmm. Susan, for calling. And, um, you know, and God bless you and give my love to everyone up there in that New Thought community up in Wisconsin. Well, thank you. I'll, All right. I'll let them know. God bless you. Take care. Thank you. So thank you. So um, we started, I, when I say we, not me, but those who work with Reverend Tumpkin started a foundation under her name. Uh, Joe, could you speak a little bit about the foundation, what it does, and how people can not only get in contact with the foundation, but help support it? Um, I, I started the foundation about two and a half years ago uh, in, in my mom's name. And basically, her, her, one of her biggest visions um, was to be able to educate youth and mentor youth and one of the things that I wanted to do was to keep her legacy alive, to help keep her, to continue to keep her legacy alive, was a way to impact young people. Um, and I think that's, and what we've done is we're starting a mentoring program. Um, basically, we're, we're looking at uh, mentoring, you know, uh, five to ten um, kids in Miami Gardens area. Um from the point when they start high school till they graduate, uh, till they graduate, and let them um, and, and help them understand and find what their purpose is and what their dreams and and what they want to accomplish. Um, and you know, by uh, exposing them to colleges and universities, 
um, to trade schools, to different things that way. And part of that uh, is that is through education and mentoring through through that. So right now we're in in the stages of um, picking out four to five uh, young people out of UTC right now, uh, having mentoring programs through. Uh, some, some of the mentors will come out of UTC at this point um, and then help help with those kids uh, get ready for the next step in their lives. And um, and when you look at how much the impact of of the principals and and church helped help me help uh, me growing up through it, and I wanted the impact of ha having people improve their education in some sense. Um, so uh, we started the Mary Tumpkin Foundation, um, and so right now we have a website and www.maryatumpkinfoundation.org. Um, you can also, and in the meantime, every week, every Wednesday, uh, we've been posting different quotes uh, through social media, some of the quotes from her sermons, some of the quotes from her books, uh, as an inspiration uh, to keep some of her uh, legacy alive in that point. So even like today, we, we, posted, uh, we posted her quote today. So weekly, we do that. Um, we're looking at doing a fundraiser. Uh, Called books and bubbles since books were a big part of her, um, were a big part of her life. Uh, you know we're going to do a, a a fundraiser books and bubbles, uh, and we're usually going to do this around November, uh, around her birthday and the anniversary of UCC, and we're working in conjunction with UCC um, <clears throat> to continue and be an uh, expression uh, of her legacy. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Definitely, definitely. So, Reverend Ware, uh, I want to ask you about um, how uh, Reverend Tumpkin taught leadership. When I was going through the ministerial program, she emphasized us studying leadership, John Maxwell in particular. She loved John Maxwell. But how did her uh, teaching and Emphasis on leadership impact the Universal Foundation for Better Living. Her um, her leadership walk. Her she modeled leadership. That that's how she. It wasn't her standing up, uh, doing a class saying this is this is what you do and this is what John Maxwell said. She modeled it in her actions. Every day, she modeled it as she worked through all the situations in building the church in Miami. She modeled it uh, as she um, moved through experiences in her life. She she modeled it. That's how she she taught it, that, and that had an impact on UFBL because we were looking uh, at at how she did it. Okay, thank you, thank you, uh, Dr. Price. Uh, could you speak, uh, before I do that, let me just give this number out. Uh, if you do want to call in, we don't have a lot of time, about 15 minutes left, but if you do want to call in and ask a question, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. Dr. Price, could you speak a little bit about what the Johnny Coleman Seminary Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary offers, because I think it gives insight into what Reverend Tumpkin was 
seeking to provide through the seminary? The Johnny Coleman Theological Seminary is the education arm of the Universal Foundation for Better Living. We do our teacher training, uh, the Master's Certificate, Master's Plus training, ministerial training, and we offer a Master's of Divinity program. Uh, we are, Mary's dream was to establish a seminary based on the model of a university. So this is why we how we come up with the provost, associate provost, deans, etc. That's that's our, uh, uh, how we are established. Uh, she also envisioned the Masters of Divinity program, which was an addition to the education of the UFBL, and it is open to everybody from every tradition, uh, not just. As a matter of fact, our first um, a graduate uh, was an Episcopalian person, and she wanted uh, scholars to teach. Uh, so that that was uh, what she, what her vision was. Her vision was to take USBL and its education to the next level. Uh, and she understood that in order to do that, you don't have to have the credential, but in order to do that, you needed certain things like. Uh, and her uh, assignment to me uh, before she uh, left here was to have a journal, professional journal, uh, a joint uh, uh, graduation, as well as to get accreditation. So she was able to see those things before she made her transition. I think it's important to know that the time that we had a a site visit from our accrediting agency, Mary was supposed to be there. When the uh, site visitor came, that was the day she went to the hospital. And one of the first questions she asked of, of those who went to visit her that day was how did the site visit go? This was her vision to take it to another step, just as it was Johnny Coleman's vision to give the baton to Mary to take it to another level. Uh, Reverend Galen has all said so many times, yes, we stand on the uh, shoulders of giants, but our assignment is to take it to another level. And that's what we've done uh, with, with the seminary. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, uh, Reverend James, you've taught a lot of her material on your internet show, The, uh, the Bible Hangout. Could you speak to some of the things you've taught and might be teaching from Reverend Tumkin in the future? Sure, sure. Thank you for the question. Yes, we just finished a very um, thorough walkthrough, her Hebrew, a, a student's guide to the Hebrew scriptures. You can find those on YouTube on my channel. Um, we also are picking up uh, the, a student's guide to the Christian scriptures. Um, those two books, uh, one of the things that she that she pushed that stayed with me as a student of hers was that you, that you need to know what the Bible says. Before you run to metaphysical interpretation, you need to know what the Bible says and or what's in the Bible. The Bible doesn't say anything, but you need to know what's in there. And so she really pushed Bible scholarship, and those two books are – really powerful uh, personal self-study 
walkthroughs. Um, we do it in a, a formalized student setting, but they're personal opportunities for you to walk through um, just the latest Bible scholarship. And um, and because I really have picked up the mantle from her in terms of Bible, um, uh, you know, and I've gone beyond what she has given, I can attest to just how solid they are with, uh, with what is being taught in seminaries about the Bible, just basic scholarship about the Bible. Um, we also uh, have done uh, 21-day challenges and sermon series on her book, um, Forgiveness. Um, the Forgiveness, is that book is absolutely, I'm giving the wrong title. I think it's Are You Ready to Forgive or Forgiveness, Are yeah. You Ready? Before You Pray, but, before you pray, yeah, forgive. Before you pray, yeah. forgive. Before you pray, forgive. Thank you. And that book is, it probably is the most complete writing on forgiveness that's out there, period. Um, it, she, her influence on me was her love for scholarship. And I have modeled how I study based on my observation of, of well, what I learned from her in class, but then on my observation of her well before I was in class, it's the type of leader that she was. And so, so I've done my point being is that I've done a lot of reading on forgiveness, and that little 30, 40, 50 page book on forgiveness is the best work, period, out there on forgiveness. Um, also, uh, tithing. Uh, one of the things that I think is a lasting legacy for me with Reverend Mary was her transparency around money. And she just had a way of doing church and as far as money where you could trust her, meaning that she was just upfront about everything. Here's how this is done, and, and I'm not going to beg you for money. I'm going to walk through the front door, tell you what everything costs, uh, get your buy-in, and then we're going to fund this, but I'm not going to chase you. And I have uh, mirrored that in what we do at Understanding Principles and how we uh, manage our finances and our transparency. Um, and it's just, you know, there's so many things. Like, I, I keep saying that like, it's the living by example um, that is, I think, probably the biggest thing for her, for me is that she gave us a really amazing model for how to be uh, a minister in the 21st century and how to teach for people where you don't require them to put their brains in the trunk in order to go to church, that you could keep your brain, you can keep your understanding of science, and you can still have an authentic, true spiritual relationship. Beautiful, beautiful. We have a caller. I'm bringing the caller in. Is this Reverend Sheila? Yes, it is. <laughs> hey there, Reverend Sheila. How you doing? I'm really good. First, congratulations, Galen, on this outstanding um, uh, presentation on my mentor, my spiritual mother, the Reverend Dr. Mary Tumpkin. Congratulations and good morning, everybody. Thank good you. morning. Good morning. I, good morning. So I just called in, uh, Galen, just as a voice of support uh, for this amazing woman, uh, the Reverend Dr. Mary Ann Tumpkin, who uh, mothered me and is, in fact, the reason that I am now uh, pastoring a church overseas. Uh, it is just wonderful. And I just wanted to say three things. If I had to say three things, of course, there are way more than that that I learned from her. And, um, and that was in terms of leadership, do it first. So as a leader, one of the things is I never ask anybody to do anything that I wouldn't first do myself. 
So I'm doing it, and in doing it, that's what Reverend Alberta was talking about, then you model it and other people don't mind doing it. And so that would be number one, do it first. And I think the other thing is don't wait. Sometimes in organizations, there are boards and decisions and all of that. And so one of the things I learned from Dr. Mary as well as Reverend Dr. Coleman is that what God speaks into my spirit, I must do that. So even if there is something the organization doesn't want to do, if I've been given the mandate, then I must do that. And so being receptive and saying yes to God uh, at all costs. And then number three, to um, know that God is no respecter of person. And that is because I am in a female body, God doesn't love me any less. And she modeled that God could use not only men, but also women in very powerful ways. And she modeled that for us. There was no doubting it when you saw her in action, that God had, had put a special anointing on her life and um, that it was okay for men and women to work together to reveal the glory of the kingdom of God right here on earth. And those are, I would say, three things for the sake of time that I wanted to just inject into the conversation. And to, again, thank all of you for your participation this morning and for this grand idea. Well, thank you so much. you mind if I ask you a quick question, Reverend Sheila, before you go? Okay, okay. I would like to get your perspective on Reverend Tumpkin as a Bible teacher. Oh, my gosh. Um, Mary, uh, I had many Bible lessons with her because um, she was my spiritual teacher there at the Universal True Center in Miami Gardens, Florida, uh, for uh, more more than two decades, more than two decades. So I got to learn from her first, firsthand. And, um, I'll never forget, uh, uh, she knew the Bible. I I mean, someone has already said that. I mean, she knew it inside, she knew it out, and she loved it. She loved it, she loved it, she loved it. And um, so her passion came through in her teaching, and she she wouldn't just stay on the surface of the Scripture. She would go very deep into the Scripture, bringing in, as Reverend Sherry said, you know, the cultural uh, uh, context. What were the idioms of that time that were... Were, were, were spoken uh, and what the words would mean and what was the sociological uh, and cultural factors that, that you would then, that would influence your interpretation of the text. It was just uh, a powerful to just sit at her feet and to learn. I remember in one class um, she asked a question and people raised their hand and everything and nobody got the question right. And so I raised my hand, and I answered it, and she said no. And I raised my hand again and answered it, and she said no. I raised my hand again and answered it, she said no. And I raised my hand again, and I answered it, and she said no. I raised my hand again, and I said, I don't know what the answer is. And she looked at me, and she pointed, and she says, now I can teach you. So I never forgot that because you must come, if if you come to the text full, then you can't be taught by the Holy Spirit. If you come empty, now the Holy Spirit can really work with you. And that's the analogy that you get in uh, 1 Genesis. The earth is void and without form, there's nothing. And out of the nothing then comes the something. Something can happen now. And a lot of people 
uh, believe that because there's there's nothing happening, that then there's nothing happening and that's the end of the story. No, now that there's nothing, now something great, wonderful, and marvelous can happen, and it's just wonderful, and that's how I would answer your question. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It, you, obviously, you can stand. We only so have about good, two Reverend minutes Sheila. left. That, that just took me back to what it felt like to be taught by her. Mm-hmm. It, it, it felt like this. Like it felt like your wig was being blown back. <laughs> every every class was like that. Like mm-hmm. the, you 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 literally vibrated as you sat and listened to her because her her words were shaking you at your core, mm-hmm. and and it was and and you, it was like you were riveted. Like you, I didn't want to go to the bathroom. I don't mm-hmm. want to like blink. I don't, and I'm trying, and me, because I'm a note taker, I'm trying to write down everything. If I could, yeah, I wish I knew shorthand. Like, I'm trying to get everything. So, yeah. 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 yeah I, and, I could actually see her, her as I was describing that to you. I oh. could actually see and feel her. Yes, yes, yes. I was going to say that you can hear the impact of now I can teach you because I can remember asking her a very serious question about the resurrection of Jesus after I read all those books she told me to read. And she said <laughs> to me, well, what do you think? <laughs> she just yeah. gave me this look. <laughs> and yeah. it was, after you've done all the studying, what do you think? And, that's, and, and that stayed with me because yeah. she didn't want you relying on somebody else solely. You do Not your research. Be a good student. Do your mm-hmm. work. But now what do you think? Because she wanted us to always critically think. Um, yeah. I, 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 I can't say enough about her. Believe it or not, you all, we almost run out of time. We have about a minute left. So what I want to do is, first of all, thank you all so much for being on this podcast today. For those who are listening to it and want to share, and I'm going to put it on my Facebook page, my Facebook pages, but it'll be available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, all the, the apps that carry uh, podcast and we're going to do a part two of this on April 1st because I believe that her legacy deserves more than one podcast obviously so we want to make sure that we continue this conversation so people can get the powerful impact of her ministry and make sure that you go to UTC's website or call and get her sermons and books the music is playing that means I have to go thank you all so much God bless you, and I'll be with you next week with Truth Transforms. Thank you, Gayla. Thank you, thank you. So God bless you all. They're going to have to do their next show, so thank you so much. I have to get off the line. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.